They say it's the season to be jolly and all that, but one of the great ironies at this time of year is that it can have the opposite effect on some people for a whole range of reasons. Uh, Christmas comes at the end of the calendar year when we're committed to finishing work projects, for example, and other projects. It's a holiday season, so it throws us all into an already chaotic transport system. Uh, it's a time of fellowship and family uh, and, and, of course, religious gatherings. So we organise these large gatherings. Uh, people have to host them, prepare for them, cater for them. It's a time of giving, so we stress about what to give, to who and how much. Uh, all this can be overwhelming for some people. Brooke Smith's a psychologist, and hopefully she can help us out a little bit. Brooke, thanks for your time. Oh, thanks, Bill. Thanks for yours. Most of us, of course, take all these things in our stride and even have a laugh about it when we sit down at Christmas dinner or whatever. But some people do struggle at this time of year. Yeah, absolutely, they do, you know, for um, a ton of reasons. Um, I think people get really caught up in um, the, the have-tos and the shoulds and the weight of those expectations. And I think some people have really difficult family dynamics that they're navigating. And, and stress, it's a very debilitating thing, and it often comes from a good place, especially for the organisers in the family, and that's that's often mums, let's be honest. Yeah, that's really true. And, you know, for, for right now, Saturday, the, the 23rd of December, you know, I would like to say to people, um, just pause, take a breath, and try to remember the why of what you're doing right now. Um, you know, that generosity of spirit, that desire to connect with other people, that desire for people to have a lovely time. And just try to remember that luckily, um, you know, perfection has very little to do with that. Um, so, you know, feel free to practice dropping some of that perfection and practice maybe dropping into the moment a little bit more and finding the gold in that. And look, a few people have texted in today already uh, on a range of different connected matters to remind us too that this is a religious holiday, a religious observance, and uh, a lot of people need to remember that too, if they are indeed religious, of course. Yeah, that's absolutely. You know, there's a lot of room for um, a lot of respect for all different types of ways of celebrating this season. Um, and so if we're all just a little bit more mindful and generous of each other, I think um, puts us in good stead for us all to be able to enjoy that. Now, families get together at this time of year. That's not always smooth sailing, even for the most functional of families. Uh, Christmas, throw in a bit of booze. And again, we can lose the meaning of what it's all about. What, what, what's your advice for dealing with those things, for dealing with Uncle Bill at the dinner table who you don't really want to be there, but that's just the way it is? Yeah. Look, I would advise um, some little strategies, practice ahead of time, topics that you are willing to engage in and um, be mindful of the topics that you don't want to engage in and come up with little strategies for if that happens. You know, maybe you go and make a little snack plate if that comes up or, you know, maybe you take a little loo break. Um, and also just having activities planned such as, you know, a bit of outdoor cricket or some board games can um, take people's minds off and gear the conversation to something that's just a little bit more in the spirit of the day. There's a few other things you need to think about this time of year too, uh, one of which is a lot of people, like it or not, they have to spend Christmas in hospital. It might be a family member, it might be them. Um, that, that's something we, we often forget about too. There are people who are doing it tough at this time of year for a whole range of reasons. It might be economic hardship too. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, and um, there's always ways to um, kind of lean into that a little bit on Christmas Day, reach out to other members of your community, maybe find ways to volunteer or spend a few moments um, either with other people, going to hospitals, going to soup kitchens, or even just reflecting 
um, on that for people um, or just reminds us that we're all in this together and there's all different ways that people are experiencing that day. Well, we uh, we always spend a, cre- a pre-Christmas uh, afternoon with a bunch of cousins on one branch of our family. It's quite a large gathering, but what they have this little thing where everyone kicks in 50 bucks, if they can afford it, of course, uh, at the start. Uh, they pool the money, and then they have a draw at the end of the, the lunch, and whoever wins the draw gets to choose the charity that that money goes to. Um, I, th- I thought it was a terrific idea. My cousin Al thought of it, and... Um, I think it's a wonderful idea. If you can afford it, of course. We're not expecting great things of people, but that's uh, a good way to make something positive out of the family gatherings. Oh, I think that is a wonderful idea. And it doesn't have to be 50 bucks, like you said. It could be five bucks, yeah. you know, ten, $10. Um, but again, it's a beautiful way to connect to that, um, to that meaning, the spirit of the season. We want valuable, meaningful connections, and that's such a beautiful way to do it, thinking of others, pulling together for a common cause. I think that's lovely. Yeah, I borrowed the 50 off Al, actually. told him I'd pay him back next time I saw him. <laughs> Um, I, I saw it. Look, I saw another of those pre-Christmas opinion pieces the other day, um, and I understand why they're written. Because, as you say, we want to spare a thought for people who do it differently, uh, whether they're forced to or choose to. And this is the whole spending Christmas alone thing. It was written by a woman who said she was a little bit narked by people who sort of felt sorry for her, and uh, first of all, either invited them to their Christmas dinner. Or you know were, were sort of patronising in their in their sympathy, and and she felt that was uh, you know she she didn't like that, which I thought was a bit harsh. But nevertheless, there are people who do want to spend Christmas alone. I suppose you've got to give them some levity as well. Oh, absolutely! And um, just remembering, you know, aloneness doesn't necessarily equal loneliness. Mm. Um, so you know, there are amazing ways to to spend the time alone. You know, have. A beautiful nourishing breakfast, have some structure, go to the beach, take a train out of the city and have a bushwalk. These are all, again, just beautiful ways to kind of um, sit there, reflect on your year, reflect on what you want and going into the new year. Um, and again, you know, just having that space for all different ways for people to celebrate this time of year. Finally, as a psychologist, let's look a little bit further ahead. The old New Year resolutions, are they still a thing? And if so, why do people do it? And do you see any value in it? Because... You never hear about any of them really sticking. You never hear about the good ones. <laughs> yeah, apparently about 90% of New Year's resolutions don't stick. And I yeah. think that, you know, it's just really seductive um, to, to look at, you know, the, this arbitrary point in time, the new year and wanting a fresh start. Um, but unfortunately, it's just too arbitrary for us often to be able to continue with that change. Usually what we want, the conditions for change is we need the old behavior to be more uncomfortable than, than changing, like changing into the new behavior. And often, you know, just the arbitrary end of year just isn't enough for us to um, comply with the change. So instead, I would, you know, encourage maybe just spending some time reflecting on the year that was, you know, what did... Um, what did you like about it? What were you proud of? How did you evolve? And maybe what would you like to continue into the new year? And at least that way you're connecting yourself a little bit more to your why, to your own life. Um, and there's a little bit more flexibility in that for you. Good advice, Brooke Smith. Thank you. I hope you as a psychologist don't have a lot to do. Um, I know that might sound like a contradiction in terms. It is your profession, but I think you know what I'm saying. Between now and the new year, uh, you don't have to deal with too many people who are very worried or or um, concerned about Christmas. Let's hope it's a good one for them. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Bill. You too.